Support Dear Pats Nation in style by gearing yourself up with some DPN merchandise over at teesprings.com slash stores slash DPN. We have left the link in the description of this YouTube video and on the podcast. Because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us. And And we're back. Yes, we are. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Ray. I'm with my boy, Connor. Welcome to this Wednesday, June the 23rd edition of the Dear Pats Nation podcast. Connor. Good, buddy. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? Living the mother effing dream, my friend. There we go. It's a good way to be. Rough night for me last night. I know. That is insane. So how's, for those, how's uh Jules doing? She's doing good. She's like like nothing happened. She's for she's those, laughing at, she's laughing at you then. Yes. Only a select <laughs> few of you know because I was uh direct messaging after Connor and I recorded our Patreon show last night. I was sitting outside on my laptop editing up some videos to put on to something else, which we will talk about here in a second, because a lot of people who listen to the podcast and watch us on YouTube don't know our big news. But uh so I'm out there editing up some videos, and all of a sudden, my dog starts making a sound I've never heard before. Uh, she's choking. She's got almost no air coming out, um, only to discover she's got something stuck in her throat. Uh, tried digging my fingers down there, couldn't get it. Lifted up her back legs, was banging the back. She's a 94-pound Rottweiler. She's not easy to lift up. She gets pissed, bites me because I'm lifting the back of her legs. She's panicking. She kind of falls over to her side, just, you know, trying to go. I start giving her the Heimlich. Ooh. Um, it doesn't work. Finally, something gets dislodged. Anyways, I fucking fly my ass to the emergency vet clinic. They take care of her. Jules is alive and well, and we're thrilled about that. Very nerve-wracking, huh? Very, very, very nerve-wracking. Yeah. But she is doing well, doing fine. And I thank the well wishes. Uh, I know the boys on uh, the group chat all sent their well wishes today and uh, appreciated that. And uh, Connor sent his well wishes to me this morning, and I, I appreciated that as well, Connor. Yeah, absolutely. I saw it this morning when I woke up. It was like midnight last night, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I texted you, when I thought, well, we thought we were going to lose her, like to be yeah. straight up. Like we thought, we thought she was, like, I thought my time was her was done. And because we're still like in a modified lockdown here, I wasn't allowed to go into the clinic with her. Oh, really? So my wife called ahead that we were on our way. And because uh, I was panicked, right? Like I came in, I'm like, I got to get her to the vet now type of thing. And I just grabbed her, picked her up. I'm talking, I picked up a 94 pound Rottweiler like she was a fucking miniature poodle. Yeah. Ran out to my car, got her in the front seat, jumped in, boom, out we go. Right. And, uh, whatever. And, uh, so we go through the whole thing. They're waiting for me when I get there, they take her in. And now I'm just sitting in my car waiting all by myself. You know, my wife is texting me what's going on. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not allowed in. It was, it was brutal, man. It was brutal. Came this close to tears. This, this close. So, uh, yeah, you know, it is what it is, but we're good now. Crazy. Life is uh, 
life is is better. But we want to thank everybody who's listening to the podcast today. A little bit of it was a happy ending, so it wasn't a happy depressing ending. story. It was a happy ending. Scary, scary moment for us. Uh, I was up with Jules about two in the morning. It took her a long time to come down after we got home. She got a shot. She got some stuff for her throat. Her throat's all racked up now, but she's been her normal assholian self the rest of the day. So right back to it. There you go. Right there back go. like nothing ever happened. So <laughs> we want to thank everybody who's coming in here to the show today. We will be joined by our boy uh, Lawrence Owen for Patriots Outsider in about 40 minutes. we got a good one coming up. Ladies and gentlemen, just to remind nice. you that support for Dear Pats Nation is brought to you by Iron Triangle Concrete Weights. Stop overpaying for weights and gym memberships. Visit Iron Triangle Concrete Weights on Instagram and get your weights today. Tell them the Dear Pats Nation sent you and you'll save yourself 10% off of every order. You can also check out the Rocky Mountain Barber Company and save 5% using that code RayRoute when you purchase your small batch male hygiene products made with natural ingredients visit rockymountainbarber.com save five percent using that code ray route connor how do you spell that r-a-y-r-a-u-t-h and of course you can visit manscape.com and save 20 percent plus free shipping when you use that code ray route get your hands on the very best male grooming products and save 20 percent plus free shipping when you use the code ray route connor how do you spell that r-a-y-r-a-u-t-h when you visit manscaped.com, your balls will thank you. We've left the link to our generous sponsors and partners in the description, wherever and however you're listening or watching the show. Again, thank you to everybody who is watching this on YouTube. Thank you to everybody who is listening to this on whatever platform you get your podcast. And thank you to everybody watching the live recording on Patreon. We appreciate you all. So, Connor, I think we got to give a little bit of an update to a few hundred people who have no who are probably expecting us to go live in about half an hour on YouTube. That's very true. I I forgot about that for a second. There is definitely going to be a crew of people who don't know what's going on pretty soon. So, as everybody knows, back in February, we were given the boot from Sportscaster. We were. We gave them about what? Oh, I gave them two years of service. You gave them about, we were partners for what, about six, eight months? I would say so, yeah. October 2020, they gave us a, a massive deal, and we were excited, and we became a, a featured podcast, and a whole bunch of other kind of stuff happened, and it was all great, and then in December, they gave us our notice and told us we were done in February. It was short-lived, yes. It was good while it lasted, though. So Connor and I, we... Well, we soul searched, tried to figure out what we were going to do. We we started a new podcast. We they, they offered us to keep using their podcast platform, but we decided to do a clean break. We started the DP. We, we renamed ourselves from DPN Commentary to Dear Pats Nation. Started a new podcast, started going live five days a week, uh, recording other videos, started a Patreon page, Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club, which, of course, you can all join if you like. And uh, we go through the whole thing, and then it never really felt right, right, Connor? And then we were kind of, you know, we we brought other people in, and yeah, and and, and and you know, and we were trying to do some. We were trying to. We had this visions of building a network, and then we realized that we do not have the time, the brains, or the money to build a network. Other than that, we were good. Yeah, other than that, we were fine. <laughs> but we finally have a home, people. We do. As of Monday, we have signed a deal with Newsbreak. It is an app. It is a website. It is a legit news uh, gathering application. 
and uh, we are creator. We are uh, content creators for them, doing Patriots content, and uh, they're gonna pay us a lot more money than YouTube was giving us. And from what I understand, and from what I've seen already, we're gonna get a lot more than Sportscaster was giving us. So we're we're thrilled to be a part of the news break family. Yes, and uh, we'll drop the link in the description so you can follow us on there if you want to see some of that exclusive content. And, uh, you know, you can also download the app and we'll leave all the links in the description wherever and however you are watching this video. But we are absolutely uh, thrilled to have a new home uh, after a long absence from from the world. And as we were trying to build our network, all I kept saying to Connor was I got to try to find us a, a new platform. Yes, that is true. That is true. I forgot about it for a second. That came out of uh, came out of the woodworks the other day. I was excited. Did you forgot about what? You didn't know I what forgot, I was talking about? Yeah. I, well, no, I forgot all about like I knew. I thought Newsbreak was a uh, uh, like uh, off the table at that point when it came up. Oh yeah, I thought it was done too. Yeah, right. I mean, so I, it was I like a month you. ago. You said something, and I'm like, oh, we haven't heard from them in a month. No, I heard nothing. I thought we were through and finished and want nothing to do. And all of a sudden, I texted you Monday and said. Dude, we're live on uh, on Newsbreak and and we're good to go. So very, very excited and appreciative Absolutely. of a new opportunity as we try to grow our brand and and grow us and grow this this partnership, which started out as me laughing at a at a at a, tw- at a Twitter uh, tweet that that Connor put out. That's what I do. Come over to Twitter. I'll make you laugh. I worked for Sportscaster. He had a podcast that had no audience and made no money. That's true. And uh, it was just basically his hobby. He, he spent, what did you pay? Like 125 bucks a week? Yeah. Yep. To do a half hour episode once a week. So you paid 125 bucks to go hang out with Ben for, for half an hour. Pretty much. Yeah. That was Ben's uh, going rate right over there. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, just, just, to be, just to make Ben be my friend. And now I pay you to be my friend. Touche, touche. It's come, it's come full, full circle. It's come full circle. But I was, yeah, I was, I was floundering on Sportscaster. They had me doing a whole bunch of different stuff. Things weren't really working out, and we were trying our best to, to do things. And then uh, your podcast wasn't working out. We got together and we became the number one viewed show on Sportscaster. We did by a landslide too. It wasn't by, really that close. No, it wasn't close wasn't at all. Close. And then they kicked us to the curb. <laughs> yeah, and then they took their two top talents and kicked us to the curb and told us to swim. Uh, they did say that we would land on our feet, and it, it took a few months, but we have landed on our feet. We are now with uh, with Newsbreak, and we're really excited about that. And just because of some of our new commitments, we can't commit to going live on uh, on YouTube anymore, and, and scheduling is very important to that. So you will see this episode of it but if you do want to catch it live you do got to come over to patreon.com slash dpn sports and you can from there you will be able to uh, see the live recording of the podcast and interact in the chat uh we're used to having sometimes hundreds of people today we got mike and ross in the chat we appreciate you and they're talking about uh robert Kraft happy endings so yeah i saw that yeah they took the mature route nice in this in this whole piece Picking up right where we left off. Uh-huh. Love to see it. So, Connor, yesterday you and I discovered, because we are on Newsbreak, we are somewhat a part of the media. That's true. So there are moments that we have to put on our professional serious faces. Yes, sir. And it's a time of that show that it's become that time. Yes, sir. And uh, I wasn't prepared for that. So hold on. Okay, Connor, it's we got to put on our serious faces. Well, we got to do the pause too. We got to have the pause so we can oh, yes. do uh, 
We can do the questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Pause. So Sony Michelle and Nikhil Harry are prime trade candidates. Ben Levine at Pro Football Rumors says that trade candidates, Patriots running back Sony Michelle and wide receiver Nikhil Harry, a pair of recent first round picks have disappointed during their tenures in New England, and the young duo could find themselves playing elsewhere come the start of 2021 season. Eric Scalavino of the Patriots website recently discussed the trade availability of edge rusher Chase Winovich, something we looked at yesterday, and the writer believes that running back Sony Michelle and wideout Nikhil Harry could also be on the trade block. Burton Buckmaster of SB Nation wrote, "Will Sony Michelle's final act? Will this be Sony Michelle's final act in New England?" He said. When he was on the field, Michelle was a productive player of the Patriots last season. However, the writing seems to be on the wall. Not only did the team draft another early down back, Ramadre Stevenson, in the fourth round, it later also declined the fifth-year contract option. Therefore, the 2021 season projects as his final one in New England, and there is no guarantee that he makes it that far. The team could create caps savings regardless of a trade or release after all, which makes him a candidate to be moved off the roster at one point, especially if Steven looks good during the summer. Michelle helped the Patriots win a Super Bowl in 2018, but his future with the organization is very much in question. And Brian Maziki at Heavy.com said that Patriots' former first-round pick could be a bold cut in a bold roster prediction, and there is legitimate concern as to whether Nikhil Harry will make the 53-man roster or be traded to a team that believes they can revitalize his career. Patriots analyst 98.5, the Sports Hub personality Alex Brath released his predictions for the main roster heading into week one of the 2021 season, and Harry didn't make the list. Barth predicted the Patriots will have Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, Gunnar Olszewski, and Isaiah Zuber as their five receivers. So, Connor, let me ask you this after hearing that whole breakdown. Let's start one at a time. Let's start with Sony Michelle. Yeah. Do you give it better or greater odds that he will be on the team this year than you would give Nikhil Harry? Um, I would say a little bit better. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see either of them get traded. I mean, obviously there's little to no faith in Sony Michelle. One, they didn't pick up the fifth year option and two, they invested a, a fourth round draft pick into Stevenson. They also re-signed James White. Uh, it's been clear that Damian Harris is the better running back based on last season. You know, JJ Taylor is still a guy in a name that could be tossed around. I mean, Sony Michelle is going to have a difficult time getting touches in this offense. I think it's going to be mostly Damian Harris and uh, Stevenson. So to to think that Sony Michelle might get traded or cut isn't far fetched, especially with them not really having any plan to have him on the team going forward. So I I would say it's 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 probably a little bit better than than Nikhil Harry. Sony Michelle was a key piece and a key cog in the wheel to win the 2018 Super Bowl when they defeated the LA Rams in Super Bowl 53. He Obviously, he I think he put up rookie records in the playoffs and, and he ran for almost a thousand yards, even though he missed, I think, three or four games during the regular season. Would you consider him a massive disappointment as the, what was he, the 31st overall draft pick? Or do you think that what no. he did in 2018, considering he was such a late first round pick, we got what we got out of him. And when he walks away, there'll be no hard feelings towards Sony Michelle. 
I don't really have any hard feelings towards Sony Michelle. I mean, even last season, he he had a few flashes of uh, some really good games. Um, obviously, he struggled in between his rookie season when they he helped them win a Super Bowl and last year when he was still getting some touches and, and being somewhat productive. Uh, I, I don't really think that there's going to be any hard feelings towards Sony Michelle. Obviously, he helped them win a Super Bowl, and and that alone should should give him a, a good enough merit with the Patriots to uh, last him last him his career. But I, I don't know what's going to happen going forward. I think it's clear that they don't have a lot of faith in him just based on the roster moves they've made in the offseason. Now, you call you say Sony Michelle wouldn't be considered a massive disappointment. Would you think differently about Nikhil Harry? Is he a massive disappointment? As of right now, yes. I mean, I, I know Nikhil Harry's only had two seasons in the NFL. Neither season he's been productive at all. Obviously, his rookie year, he was a little bit injured. And then when he came in halfway through the year, he really didn't contribute all that much. Last season, he he was non-existent. Last year was a massive disappointment for me, for Nikhil Harry. I thought it was a big opportunity for him to step up and take a step forward. And I thought, if anything, he took a step backwards. Um, I think this is really his last opportunity if he is to make the team. If he looks bad in training camp, if he doesn't really show us anything in the preseason, I wouldn't be surprised to see him cut or traded for for very little in return. But he he's borderline a, a total bust at this point. And what do you think of Alex Barth's prediction of Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, Gunnar Oshesky, and Isaiah Zuber as the five receiver for the Patriots? Obviously, Matthew Slater would be number six, but the odds yeah. that he would line up at receiver is slim to none. Right. I, I can't say that that's far-fetched at all. I mean, obviously, I think uh, the fifth receiver is going to fluctuate quite a bit. There's going to be a lot of guys that are vying for that position. I mean, uh, we talked about him last night, Ross, who they're going to be signing, uh, Trey Nixon. Obviously, there's going to be some competition going on, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Gunner make it as a special teams and then, you know, uh, a four or five number wide receiver. So I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Akil Harry doesn't make the team. He He's going to have to show us something, and if he doesn't, I think you just have to chalk it up as a loss and move on from the guy. So no matter what happens, there's always going to be talk around Stephon Gilmore until there's a contract signed. What are the next steps? Where do we go from here? Is it positive? Is it negative? We don't really know. One thing we do know, though, and this doesn't really bode well for the New England Patriots at this time, is that – Gilmore's contract is amongst the best in the NFL and Bernd Buckmaster of Pat's pulpit wrote that Stephen Gilmore's contract with the Patriot is listed among the best in the NFL. He said, Stefan Gilmore is not happy with his contract and he let the new England Patriots know that last week, the former NFL defensive player of the year decided to skip mandatory minicamp while Gilmore is looking for a new deal. His old one is still among the very best in the league. At the least from the team's perspective, the Patriots signed Gilmore to a five-year, $65 million contract in 2017 was a coup. He has been a cornerstone of their defense ever since arrival and has helped the team win a Super Bowl along the way, one where he made a pivotal interception. Now, Bernd Buckmaster also wrote that where do the Patriots and Stephon Gilmore uh, go after the minicamp holdout? And he says entering the 2021 season, with maximum cash intake of $7.9 million, 25th highest in the NFL. Entering the final year of his contract, he is now looking for an adjustment, likely through an extension. Despite the holdout, there's still some optimism that the two sides might reach a deal. ESPN's Mike Reese, for example, noted that 
the following over the weekend saying, while some holdouts can become acrimonious, my sense on Gilmore's mindset is different. He seems to enjoy being a Patriot is open to sticking around. And this was his least expensive, but most decisive way of sparking the most productive contract talks with the team. So he can feel better about being a part of new England's present and future. And then Brian Mazik of, Heavy.com says Stephon Gilmore's replacement could be a pro bowler, saying most consider J.C. Jackson the likely replacement for Gilmore, but Sports Illustrated Connor Orr sees Jonathan Jones as the player in the best position to benefit from the increased opportunities. Entering his sixth season in New England, Jones considers continues to be considered among the top slot corners in the NFL. As such, it's likely he will continue to be a fixture in New England's nickel and dime packages. And should he continue the trend of seeing the field for more than half of the Patriots' defensive snaps, Jones might just be in line to spot on the Pro Bowl roster, regardless of Gilmore's status. A lot to break down there. Let's start with yeah. the team-friendly deal, not just the $7 million they owe, but the, from the deal that they signed in 2017. Right. It's that balance, Connor, between the players' rights and the team rights. Yep. Gilmore signed as a free agent. Should he not honor what the New England Patriots agreed to pay him? I go back and forth on stuff like this. It's it's kind of funny to look back on it and think that a five-year, $65 million contract would end up looking like a steal for the team. You know what I mean? They, they obviously took a risk there and, and paid him – quite a bit of money over uh, a good duration of time. And it, it worked out in the Patriots favor. He's been fantastic overall for the five year span that he's been with the team or the four years and the one year left on his contract. Um, obviously right now he's being completely underpaid. $7 million is much less uh, than the going rate for a top tier corner like Stefan Gilmore, obviously right now. But at the same time, he, he did agree technically to pay for this amount. I'm sure he's also thinking the same thing that Bill Belichick thinks sometimes is that, oh, when we get to that end of the uh, contract, we'll figure out a way to rework it. So I think we have to look at it from both sides of the fence. Stefan Gilmore is thinking, oh, we're at the end, and when they go to pay me the $7 million, we'll come to the table and renegotiate and make something work, which I think we've seen Bill Belichick do a number of times. He's brought people back and said, hey, if you want to play for the Patriots, you have to rework your contract and agree to pay for less. If not, he cuts them, trades them. So it, it's both sides of the coin here. Uh, I can't blame him for not wanting to play for the $7 million, but at the same time, it, it the ball's kind of also in, in Belichick's court. He has him on the team for this year for that amount of money, and Stephon Gilmore is going to have to either try and sit out, demand a trade, or force his way into a pay raise. Hopefully they can come to a mutual a mutual agreement. What do you think of Mike Reese's comment saying that he doesn't believe there's really a rift between the Patriots and Gilmore? It is about money, and this was just him sending a message to Belichick, and that's all it was, and they should probably be able to get a deal done. That's best-case scenario. That's exactly what I'm hoping it is. Gilmore is not necessarily mad. He's just trying to get his point across that, hey, I feel like I'm being like severely underpaid right here, and I don't want to do this anymore. So I, I think that that's what's going to happen. He He's going to hold out and try and get the point across to Belichick that he wants a new contract. He wants more money. And it's not necessarily, you know, that he doesn't like the Patriots or he doesn't like Bill Belichick. He just wants a new deal. So ho hopefully they can make it work. I had to stop looking at you when I was reading the last article because your faces were hilarious. But let me ask you this. What do you think about um, 
Maziki, I guess, or Connor Orr from Sports Illustrated saying that he actually thinks the best corner on the Patriots is going to be Jonathan Jones if Stephon Gilmore is gone. I mean, maybe. Maybe that could be correct. Um, I also think Miles Bryant's going to step forward. I think he's going to he's going to have an opportunity, especially if Stephon Gilmore is not there to really step up. I still think it's going to be J.C. Jackson. He was fantastic last season. Obviously, he was burnt a couple times, but one of those games it was by Stephon Diggs. And let's be honest, who wasn't burned by Stephon Diggs last season? He was absolutely fantastic. Can't really hold it against the guy, especially in a game where they just got completely blown out. Uh, I, I don't know about Jonathan Jones. It's it's a hot take for sure. I'll give him that. So let's talk about how Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry can help Cam Newton. Uh, Kareem Thompson at Boston.com said how Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith could help Cam Newton stay as the starter of the Patriots. If there's one, he said, if there's one thing you can count on is that Bill Belichick is that he knows the strengths and the weaknesses and histories of his players inside and out. So you can be assured that he knows how well Newton has fared when he has had pass catching tight ends at his disposal and that the quarterback swiftly developing rapport with Hunter Henry is exactly what the coach had in mind. Henry and Smith ranked among the NFL's best when it came to catching passes short zero to nine yards in intermediate areas, 11 to 19 on the field, according to pro football focus with each posting elite grades, 90 or higher at those levels, having two tight ends that excel in the middle of the field and one in Smith that can threaten defenses down the field uh, more so than Henry does is one thing that Newton didn't have last season that he typically did have during stretches as a pro. Now, Taringo Basil Vaughn, a fan sided, said that Hunter Henry is primed to have a career year in 2021, saying New England Patriots tight end Hunter Henry is in a prime position. Just 26 years old, Henry has had a solid season in the NFL, but he hasn't had the dominant season that would really put him up there as one of the top two or three tight ends in the league. He certainly has the talent and attitude to have similar success to that of Gronkowski. Obviously, those are gigantic shoes to fill, but without a real number one receiver, Henry will be the go-to guy for either Cam Newton or rookie quarterback Mac Jones to get the ball to. And Mark Daniels of the Providence Journal wrote that Jonu Smith sees the Patriots as the perfect fit. For the Patriots, the fit was obvious. The team desperately needed help at tight end, and Smith was one of the best available on the free agent market. His 41 receptions for 448 yards, eight touchdowns surpassed the Patriots' entire tight end depth chart for 2020. His 2019 numbers also did the same. As it turned out, this was the perfect match for both sides. When Smith weighed his options, the Patriots were an organization he admired from afar and felt that he matched they matched him as well as he matched the team's needs. Quote, it just seemed like the perfect opportunity, Smith said. From knowing what I know, I believe that everything they stand for kind of matches my football DNA. So, Connor, let me start with this. How impactful are those tight ends going to be for Cam Newton this season? They're going to be the biggest impact out of out of any players on the team, I think. I mean, obviously, Cam Newton was most successful when he had Greg Olson, which was the majority of his career. Greg Olson was obviously a top five, sometimes even a top three tight end throughout his whole career in Carolina. 
Um, obviously, the Patriots don't necessarily have a number one wide receiver, although I think Nelson Aguilar is going to do a pretty good job of filling those shoes. So the the biggest targets are going to be the tight ends. And if they're able to run this dual tight end like the Patriots have tried to do in the past, you know, they did it with Ben Watson and Daniel Graham originally, then obviously the greatest tight end duo in the league, uh, Rob Gronkowski and another guy who we won't name. And now if they can mimic that and get Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry to do the same, I think it's going to be very difficult for, for opposing offense, opposing offense, opposing defenses to stop this team. And it, it's going to take all the pressure off of the wide receivers. It's going to take pressure off the running backs and it's going to create just a headache for defenses. Now, one of the more disappointing I guess storylines or positions of last season was tight end. And that was Devin Asiasi third yeah. round draft pick for the Patriots. I believe the Patriots traded up for Asiasi right. and we expected so much more out of him and it never came. Now we have heard that he's looked quite impressive and he looks like a totally different player so far in OTAs and minicamp. And we've also talked about the possibility and we've heard guys like Mike Reese talk about the possibility of the Patriots running that three ten tight end set. Yep. Uh, do you believe that, Asiasi's numbers will be better this year because of what Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith bring to the team. I do. And I think it's a great opportunity for someone like Devin Asiasi because there's nobody watching him this year. I mean, everyone's going to be all excited about Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry. Who's really thinking about Devin Asiasi? You know, and he's going to have the opportunity to be the number three now. There's not going to be a lot expected from him, especially from the fan base. And it, it's just going to be an opportunity for him to go out there and play pressure free and show what he's got. Uh, and I think it's it's going to be a better opportunity for him knowing that he doesn't have to perform as the number one. And he's going to have guys like Hunter Henry and John o. Smith not only in front of him, but also helping him. So it, it could be a good opportunity for Devin Asiasi to actually have a little bit of a breakout year. Let's talk about Cam Newton now when it comes to the tight ends. Uh, a lot of negative things written and, and said about Cam Newton last season. Most of it deserved. Yeah. Right. There's some people who believe the talent that Bill Belichick put around him is going to significantly improve his game. Uh, there's other people who are saying, well, he's still going to throw the ball at, you know, skip the ball across the floor and he can't make a, a screen pass. What impact do you think the tight ends are going to have on Cam Newton? I think both both of those comments are true. I think that they didn't put any talent around him last season. Obviously, the wide receiver core was not good. The tight ends were were probably one of the worst units in the entire league. So he's going to have much more of an opportunity this year. He's going to go from having uh, Ryan Izzo and you know Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene to Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry overnight. It's going to be a drastic difference. But at the same time, it's up to Cam Newton to come through and execute. You know, you can have all the talent in the world, and if you can't make the plays, it really doesn't matter. But I, I think this is a good opportunity for him to have not only one good tight end all of a sudden, now he has two. He's he's going from uh, famine to feast all of a sudden. So a lot of talent around him, and it's a good opportunity for Cam Newton. Whether or not he'll take advantage of it, we're, we're going to have to wait and see. But it, it's really all on him. There's, there's, like we've said a bunch of times, no excuses this year. No, the excuse wagon is long gone. But ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank everybody who is watching and listening to the Dear Pats Nation podcast. We have our guest for Patriots Outsider in the waiting room right now. Yeah, buddy. Everybody's favorite law dog is here. But before we get there, we do got to take a little pause for the cause, meet our sponsor obligations, and talk about my favorite company in the world. 
So we'll be back in two minutes with Patriots Outsider after you hear from our sponsors over at manscape.com. Support for Dear Pats Nation is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Fellas, when was the last time you could see behind the bushes? Now, let me tell you, you, taking care of my nether regions and making sure I'm getting a close shave always makes me nervous when you are not using the right products, especially when you're trying to use products designed for your face. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped and engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, and they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features cutting edge ceramic blades to reduce grooming accidents, and that is thanks to their advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. Guys, Manscaped obsesses over technology development to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. They also use the best ingredients in all of their formulations. And guys, when I tell you that trimming the bushes makes the tree stand taller, that's a little bit of an understatement. And guys, this is premium. And I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take that longer shave. And one of the coolest features that you have on this device, it illuminates areas for a closer shave and a more precise trimming. And they've also upgraded the motor to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And don't forget about the charging stand. Guys, I do it. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock and it is powered by USB. And if you are listening right now, you are one of the first people to hear about this life-changing product, and I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code RAYROUTE at manscaped.com. Level up your hygiene routine with only the best manscaping tools. Your balls will thank you. Again, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code RAYROUTE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com using the code RAYROUTE. That's R-A-Y. Y R A U T H trim your junk with manscape. And we're and back. We're back. <laughs> Did you nice. forget? No, I thought it was still going. Did it cut off at the end? Yeah, there was like this like big long delay and I was like, oh. And that's why I started going and we're back cuz I'm like he's a, not saying anything. There was a delay in the beginning too for me. Oh. Before it started, so I don't know. I was way behind or something. I don't know what happened. Or I'm way in front. Maybe, yeah. Guys, we also want to remind you to go check out our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash DPN Sports. Don't forget, when you do that, you can watch the live recording of the Dear Pats Nation podcast. You'll get exclusive webcasts five days a week, and every second Friday, you can join us for our exclusive Patreon live stream, where we bring you right on the stream and we have your conversation. But ladies and gentlemen, Every Wednesday night, we are joined by an Indianapolis sports creator to give his opinion on the New England Patriots. It's a segment that we like to call Patriots Outsider. People accuse Connor and I of being way too biased, so we bring in Lawrence Owen to give a balanced opinion. Lawrence is a Colts fan. He hates the Patriots, but he doesn't hate on the Patriots. Lawrence is the creator of the Colts Law podcast, the Colts Law YouTube page, 
He's also the voice of the Indy Express of the Basketball League. People of Pats Nation, let me introduce, introduce to you, Connor, round of applause, the law dog, Lawrence Owen. Lawrence, how are you, buddy? There he is. Holy Hello, crap. sir. Man, I couldn't ask for a better intro. I almost feel like I don't deserve it. Hey, I need to do a shout out real quick to Ross out in the, the comment section real quick, you know, sitting there watching this live. Dude, thank you so much. Because not only was your donation helping me get that job with the Indy Express, I got extended. And then I just finished the, the final home game of the season. And during halftime, I got approached by another league because they liked my product that I was doing. And it all is happening because of you. So thank nice. you so much. Congratulations. Shout out to Ross. So you're going to be doing more play-by-play? Yeah, sounds like it. But you know what? I mean, yeah, it's basketball. But, um, you know, it's not the NFL, but it's going to pay the bills. That's for sure. Hey, you know what? It's a big news week for everybody. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. news break. It's not ESPN, but we have a home, right? So we are are thrilled. So congratulations, Law Dog. Yeah, buddy. One more clap. One more clap, Connor. All right, Lawrence. Do you think it's a possibility that Mac Jones could beat out Cam Newton to be the starting quarterback this year? Oh my goodness. I think I think Cam Newton is the starter beginning of the year. Is there a possibility? Yes, but not 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 that. I don't think it's going to be a very high possibility. I think it's a low percentage chance, like very low. Everything has to work out just right for that something like that to happen. Connor, do you agree or disagree? No, I agree. I agree. I I assume it's going to be Cam Newton week one, but I, I'm not totally sold that if there I've been hearing things from like Jerry Thornton and Mike Reese that there's an actual quarterback competition going on. But I've said it before. I'm going to continue to say it. I think it's Cam Newton's job to lose. I mean, if if he if he's that bad, I do think that Mac Jones will start. But if Cam Newton's at least showing some promise, I think they go with him. Lawrence, let me ask you this. Is it going to be more about Mac Jones taking the job from Cam Newton or more of Cam Newton giving the job to Mac Jones? I think it'd be more of, yeah, I think it's more of a Cam Newton giving the job away. I think, I think Cam has to like seriously fail in the eyes of the coaching staff in order for uh, Mac Jones to be given that opportunity. Connor, agree or disagree? No, I agree. I agree. Obviously, I think if Mac Jones absolutely lights it up and he's that fantastic, Bill Belichick's going to have no choice but to but to start him week one. But I think it's going to be up to Cam. I think he's going to have to look how he looked in midseason form last year where he's not completing passes. He's not getting rid of the football. He's holding on to it and taking sacks. He's throwing it at people's ankles. I mean, if it's that bad, I, I think Belichick has no choice but to go with Mac. But other than that, I, I, I think he'd – he'd have to look absolutely stellar in order for him to, to give the job to Mac Jones over Cam Newton. Follow-up question to Lawrence. Lawrence, you are an Indianapolis Colts fan, but you do do some Patriots coverage here with us. Let me ask you this. Uh, how sick are you of talking about Mac Jones and Cam Newton? <laughs> uh, it seems like I say the same thing uh, every other week. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> it's okay because that's what I'm here for. You know, you you ask me the questions. I have no idea what you're going to come up here and talk talk to me about and ask me about. So 
Uh, if you want to talk about Cam Newton and Matt Jones every other week, then I'm, you know, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah, well, buddy. What, what we're trying to do now with this new segment, number one, we don't have you as long as we usually used to have. We used to have you for a full hour. Now we got you for 15 minutes as a part of our new format and, you know, just whatever. Um, what I try to do, though, is take the stories that we spoke about on uh, Newsbreak that week and try to convert to some of the questions. So one of the other ones that we just talked about prior to you coming on is, will Nikhil Harry be a member of the Patriots by the time week one rolls around this season? Ooh, I think he has to be because he's a first-round pick. Uh, You've got to give him another shot. Uh, in my opinion... <laughs> Next year is a different story. He's going to, I think this is that year that uh, he's going to have to really step up because, I mean, let's face it, you know, one or two years, usually you got the second or third year is a breakout year for the, for a wide receiver, right? It's usually not that first year. So, you know, he's still got this year to really prove it in the eyes of the coaches, I think. Lawrence, did you know that the Patriots could have drafted DK Metcalf? I don't know if you ever heard that before. Uh, is that, that true? Yes, they could have had DK. Really? I haven't really heard that. I'm pretty sure every NFL team had almost two chances to draft DK Metcalf. Yeah, but the Patriots had a super chance. But the Patriots, yeah, the Patriots took Nikhil. I just want you. I just want to make sure. I just want to know if you're aware. The Patriots could have had DK. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure I knew. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because we get reminded every week. Connor, so we just wanted to make sure we wanted to make sure if we're going to have you on here talking to Pat's Nation that you're aware. Oh, yes, I forgot. Thank you, Mike Barker, in the comments. They also could have had Nick Chubb. I don't know if you heard that as well. They they could have, they could have had Nick Chubb over like over Sony Michelle. They could have drafted Nick Chubb, just so you know. Yep, yeah, hindsight's 2020, isn't it? Yep, always, always amazing. (laughs) I know thousands of people have told me they knew it from day one. Yeah, I yep. mean, every draft analyst on the planet was questioning whether DK Metcalf's game would translate into the NFL, but thousands of Patriot fans knew that DK Metcalf was going to dominate the way he's dominated. I mean, that's what, that's why they should be GM. Man, I talked about uh, DK Metcalf, and I said that I, I I thought he'd be okay, but I didn't think his I thought his route running ability would go was hold was going to hold him back some, you know. Because that, I'm sorry, the three cone for a wide receiver is so important. It's it's about as important as it is for a running uh, running back, right. and and he was awful at the three cone. I mean, awful. Yeah, his forty was great. Yes, he could take down the field, but you need a strong arm quarterback for someone like that. So, yeah, I don't know. So, Lawrence, when we start getting into spring sessions, you know, OTAs, volunteer OTAs, mini camp, et cetera, before we get into real training camp, what do you think coaches are looking for during those spring sessions? Have position battles actually started then? Is that more of a, a coaching time? What do you think coaches are looking for during the spring sessions? The spring sessions, they're looking, really, they're looking at the young guys, the new guys that are coming in, and they're looking for that trait they saw on film that exceptional trait that made them go out and get them right so that it's something that sets them apart from somebody else make sure it looks that that good in person and then that way they could start to find a way of molding that exceptional piece of talent that they have into what they want to do with the team later on 
So you came on to our discussion and you heard us talking or right before you came on, you heard us finishing off our, our new segment and we were talking about Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry. Obviously we believe that the tight ends are going to be the focal point of the passing offense. And we actually think uh, at least Connor and I do, maybe you think differently. We also think the focal point of the offense is actually going to be the run game, not the pass game. So with that being said, how much will the Patriots wide receivers be involved and used in the Patriots offense this season? Well, that's a good question because uh, no matter what quarterback is sitting back there, they know they have two top 10 tight ends, right, to throw to. Two guys that are making more money than them, doesn't matter which quarterback it is, right? I mean, either quarterback, both tight ends make more than the quarterbacks do. And they're, as a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure they're the highest paid offensive player you guys have isn't it like skill position yes. skill position probably yeah yes yeah so that that's that's a focus right there mm. Does, is that going to take away just that alone where the quarterbacks no matter what uh are going to be looking towards them because they're like well that's where all the money on the offense is you know that that could play a part into the the decision making right off the bat that could be that part where you know oh crap uh that needs to be my number one look uh, when I'm going through my progressions, you know, number one is Hunter Henry, number two, John o. Smith, vice versa, whatnot, yep. you know, and then go to the t- uh, wide receivers or dump offs to the running backs. Will the Patriots offensive, will the Patriots have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL this year? If not, or if so, where would you rank them? I think. The Patriots, year after year, generally, unless they are completely and utterly destroyed by injuries, they generally do have one of the better offensive lines. And I, I can't, I can't not expect them to have anything other than that this year, just right. because you know um, what this coaching staff and what this scout team does uh, to acquire offensive linemen and to to piecemeal it together when needs to be and still produce very, very well. I expect the same thing to happen this year. And if guys stay healthy, they'll just get better as the year progresses. Outside of Peyton Manning, who's the greatest Indianapolis Colt of all time? Oh, dude, that's tough. Um, Connor and I have had to deal with these stupid arguments all the <laughs> So, What about Marvin Harrison? We're putting it right I, on you. Look, look, Marvin Harrison is the best wide receiver Colt. Uh, my favorite Colt of all time isn't even Peyton Manning. My favorite Colt of all time is Dwight Freeney. Nice. But I, I'm a defensive guy. Yeah. Um, but really, outside of Peyton Manning, if you want to go back and look at it, probably Johnny U. Yeah, he would have to be, eh? Mm-hmm. But wasn't he a Baltimore Colt? He's still a Colt, though. I mean, if you want to go all-time Indianapolis Colt, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going with Franey, but Harrison is right there. All right, we got about four minutes left, and I want to introduce a brand new segment within a segment. That's how different we are going to be, Connor. We're going to have nice. segments within let's, a segment. Let's and do it's, it. It's going to be called Lawrence versus Patriots fans. Nice. Lawrence, I have a collection of comments from Patriot fans who are primarily Debbie Downers, and I want you as a Colts fan to respond to them. I'm not looking for a positive twist. I'm looking for you to give your honest feedback. If you agree with the comment, agree with the comment. If you don't agree with the comment, don't agree with the comment. But these are the comments that Connor and I deal with on an everyday basis. Believe it or not, I have made a list. 
and I've collected some of them, usually nice. for receipts. But I'm going to start sharing two or three with you for every time we have you on. So I'm going to go through it. I got three for you today. This will wrap it up. Yes, sir. You want my instantaneous whatever comes to mind. No holds barred. If I cuss, I cuss. If I straight up, I straight up or no cuss. Fucking cuss, buddy. Okay. Cuss no straight up. You no give way. your opinion. If Belichick would have spent this type of money in 2020, he never would have lost Tom Brady. He didn't freaking have any money in 2020. (laughs) (laughs) That is a great point. Thank you. You could have signed Randy Moss and Jerry Rice in their prime. It doesn't matter when Cam Newton is throwing at their feet. Summers? No, no. Honestly, yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, I kind of have to agree a, a little bit in that aspect. No matter how good the the wide receiver is, it, the ball still got to get to him, right? Yeah. If Belichick really wanted Mac Jones, he wouldn't have waited until the fifteenth pick. He would have traded up. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, welcome welcome oh, over here oh my goodness yes no that is not the case at all bill belichick didn't expect him to get picked that's he he probably figured he's going to be there and if he's not there's someone else that's going to be there that he'll be able to grab it's a top 15 pick he's going to get some sort of a blue chip at that point a difference maker for the team that's what's most important overspending to get somebody uh, and, and giving up draft capital later on, which is putting your future on the line because there's no guarantee on any pick, right? Yep. Don't put your future on the line unless you are 150% sure that that is your guy. I don't, th- I, I think he wanted him. He just didn't want to go out there and spend more than what he felt he was worth. Well, Lawrence, we always appreciate having you on. I know I did the introduction at the beginning, but this is another opportunity to tell the good people of Pat's Nation where they can find you, where they can find your film rooms. He does film rooms not just on Colts players. He does film rooms on everybody. Probably, in my opinion, the best film room video maker on YouTube. you got to go check it out, Lawrence. Tell the people where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Colts underscore law. You can find me on Facebook. i got a Colts law uh, uh, page there, group. And then, of course, Lawrence Owen on YouTube. Um, type in Colts Law, but my my channel is called Lawrence Owen. Uh, appreciate you guys. We Thank appreciate you, you, buddy. We will see you again next Wednesday. Until you tell me we are sick of doing when you're sick of doing Wednesdays with us. You want me to put a little bit of effort into that um, <clears throat> that that defensive tackle? Maybe do a film room on him finally, or no? Yes, sir. Mr. Barmore? Nice. Yes. Yes, sir. Mr. I'd love, Barmore. I'd love to see it. Let me know if you need money for that. All right. All right, man. Take it easy. Thank you, Lawrence. Have Thank a good you, one. Sir. Later, man. Always love having Lawrence Owen on the show. Probably Always. my favorite guest out of all the guests we have. He's obviously he's absolutely my favorite guest. His dude is good. Dude, his he didn't have any money. <laughs> kill me. me. Because I think that's what we've wanted to that's what we've just wanted to fucking scream at people, right? Like the funny thing is those three those three questions are the questions we've been hearing for like four months, like over and over again. Yeah, Why did he spend any money last season? This that's <laughs> <laughs>
Excuses. He does nothing but make excuses. Oh, All right. man. Everybody who's watching live on the Patreon chat, now's the time to leave your comments and your questions that Connor and I will be responding to. Before we do that, though, we do have to look at last night's episode. Yeah, buddy. Which I can't find. Yes, there it is. June 22nd. Nice. Seven comments, Connor, over under on Love Vibration Nation. Without me looking, it was seven comments is four. Are you taking the over or the under? I'm going over. Even. Wow. Okay. Okay. It's a push. I'll take it. Love Vibration Nation says, Ray, you accidentally came up with a great short tagline. Here is your new show description. Welcome to Dear Pat's Nation. We're not your average run-of-the-mill hosts. More like comedians who talk about sports specializing in the New England Patriots. Nice. Nice. Then Now that's why this guy's on the radio right there. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, buddy. sir. And for those of you who don't know, Connor and I were discussing last night our new job on Newsbreak. Couldn't figure out how the hell we got that job. Touche. And that we are now somewhat a part of the media and have to be a little bit professional. Which and is tough call, for us. Well, because then we described ourselves as comedians who happen to talk about football. That's how we described right. ourselves. So we appreciate Love Vibration Nation. Love Vibration Nation says, Connor proves without a doubt that this show is comedians who talk about the Patriots with the narrow-minded bit. Oh, my God. This is why I love this show. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. What was the narrow-minded bit? I don't remember, but I remember. I do remember saying something about narrow mind. Was that me? Was that me making fun of your gifts? Yes, I think so. I think so. Because Connor a, uses the same mind. three fucking gifts over and over again. The best. Until last I found night. a new one last night, and that was the best. And you're like, oh, first of all, you didn't write oh, you wrote ow. You were like, ow, did I use a new gif? It meant it's ooh. Ooh is just all o's. Oh, I don't know. O is o h is o h, and o w is ow. So you were like, ow, did I use a new GIF? And I found it hilarious because I was like, only you, me, and like 40 other people understand that tweet. Like the regular population didn't get it. So now I can keep using my old GIFs because no one knows. The funniest part was though, at that time, I hadn't even posted the Patreon yet. So only you and I knew oh, what so that tweet I can really use my old gifts again. Then. Well, no, now we're back though. No, get oh. some new fucking gifts. I I have a new one. Do you like that I responded to you with one of your old gifts? Yes, yes. And then big, and then big gift guy. And then you responded to me with the stupid office Michael Bowen gift. Yep, yep. That's my go-to. Thomas says Connor, laugh my ass off when you comment on the Euro. Consider live commentary on the knockout rounds. Yes, yes, the knockout rounds, one of my favorites. Yeah, that's when they, yeah, big, big knockout round guy. I think Logan Paul, Jake Paul will be there this year, so I'm excited about that. So we'll, we'll see who gets knocked out. Germany won 2-2 today. How do you win 2-2? Because they needed a win or a draw to get on, go on to the knockout round. So as far as oh. I'm concerned, they won 2-2. Nice. And uh, it was great. It was great. Good for them. Good Thomas, for them. yeah, Portugal went through two th in third place. Germany was in second. Nice. Nice. They lost 2-2 two -two today. Portugal. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Yeah, Portugal lost 2-2. Two -two. Oh, they lost 2-2. Two -two. What the heck are they doing? They need a win 2-2. Two -two. They, they don't know what they're doing. 
You know, France won 2 2. They came first. Ah, okay, okay. Thomas says, Friday live stream. I'm so ready for this. My wife is in Prague, so I got the kids alone. Could be one of the, could be one of them shows up if they wake up. Well, he's already had his daughter show up, right? Nice. Thomas is, first of all, Thomas has been on his A game with the comments and Patreon lately. Yeah, buddy. B. That dude sets his alarm and gets up at two thirty in the morning to come join our Friday live stream on Patreon. Crazy, crazy man! I love it. You gotta love it. Every second Friday, for those of you on the podcast, Connor and I go live at eight thirty p.m. Eastern time, and we don't just—it's not just like tonight where our Patreon people are in the chat, chatting with each other, watching live recording. No, no, they're on screen with us, and hey, we have buddy. great discussions. We love it. It's awesome. Love Vibration awesome. Nation says, random thought. I don't think Cam is going to understand the unbelievable energy in Foxborough. If he wins the crowd over, this could be a special season to win the crowd. He must perform and lead the team to win them over. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, it, but that's that's definitely true, you know, regardless whether he's good or whether he's bad. Gillette Stadium will absolutely let him know what they think about his performance. So, he he's going to get it one way or the other because of the general negativity around cam newton what do you think the his reception is going to be on day one i think it will be all right in the beginning but if he starts to struggle even in the first week they're not going to let him get to halftime if he if they if he jogs off the field at, to go to halftime and they're losing and they're not putting up any points they'll boo him right away Love Vibration A says, I just came up with a nickname for all the Patriots media that talk about the same story on the same days uh, as each other. All right. I'm ready. That's you and I. That's you and I now, man. I was going to say, that's us. But any, but anyways, <laughs> go on. The Patriots Parrots. Nice. These nice. guys Here have lost are. their... <laughs> that's us. That's us. These... These guys have lost their minds so much because of lack of summer content that one of them quotes a tweet from Spike King. Then another guy quotes the story, quotes the story that quotes Spike King. (laughs) And you see where all this is going. You guys don't do that. That's why I love you. Even quality guys like Evan Lazar feel obligated to talk about what the Patriots parrots are saying. Although I don't give them credit for not feeding into it. At the end of the day, every birdcage needs paper on the bottom to keep the crap from sticking to the cages. Birds all around New England are thanking the Patriots parrot media for writing garbage, garbage worthy line or worthy of lining the cage. Nice. (laughs) Oh, man. That's what happens, though. That's what happens at this time of year in June when you have nothing to write about. And it gives the birds something to, you know, defecate on. So that's, it's a, it's a win-win all around there. All right. Thomas is defending the we. All right. I've seen that tweet about the we when referring to your favorite team. Of course, I say we lost or we won. That's a part of the commitment. I'm quoting Mr. Kraft. Quote, we are all patriots. I think that's the distinguishing fans from the bandwagons. That's true. That's true. He has said that multiple times. We are all patriots. That's and tonight, speech. the Patriots are world, world champions. champions. Yeah, what a speech that was. I remember that one. We are all Patriots, and tonight the Patriots are world champions. Very nice. All right. We're coming to the end. 
any any comments have popped out on you on the live chat, Connor? Um, not really. We just have Ross, we have Ross in the in the mics here, G107s here. Um looks like they're having their own conversation though. I saw Ross and Mike talking some shit about me. Sounds about right. Sounds uh par for the course. Just bring that same energy next Friday, boys, or on this Friday. Bring that same energy Friday. We'll talk. We'll talk. Ross did say uh Law Dog is a legend, so shout out to Lawrence if you're seeing. Shout out to Lauren. Shout out to everybody. Mike's shout out to everybody. Thing. Shout out to all our dear Pass Nation Loyalty Club members. Thank you, everybody who came and watched this live recording. Thank you to people on YouTube that came and checked this out. Thank you, everybody who's listening on where the whatever podcast means where you get us. I use Spotify. Connor use, uses Apple Podcasts. Maybe somebody yep. else uses Anchor. I don't know. If you're listening to us right now, we appreciate you. Shout out to our sponsors, Manscaped, manscaped.com. Save 20% off all your male grooming hygiene products products using that promo code ray route r-a-y-r-a-u-t-h until next time connor tell me about the patriots legit as legit as the red Sox, kid we want to thank all of our dear patch nation loyalty club members over at patreon.com slash dpn sports for only five dollars a month connor and i record an exclusive webcast sunday through thursday so if you like all the free content that we offer here, can I suggest that you check out our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash DPN sports. We don't have any tiers. We don't charge you for different levels of access. We have one tier at one cost, five bucks. You'll get five webcasts a week and you can participate in our Patreon exclusive live stream every second Friday. You can hang in the chat. You can join Connor and I on the screen and have a voice-to-voice conversation with us and other Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club members. But in order to get the content, you have to join the club. And you can do that by going to patreon.com slash DPN Sports. If you'd like to check it out, we have left the link to the Dear Pats Nation Patreon page wherever and however you are listening or watching. And guys, there are many different ways that you can support Dear Pats Nation, but the only way that you can do that in style is by visiting the Dear Pats Nation merch shop over at teespring.com slash stores slash DPN. And when you're there, get your hands on the newest DPN apparel, t-shirts, mugs, hoodies, whatever you want. Get it all at our merch store at teespring.com slash store slash DPN. For your convenience, we've left a link to our merch store in the description or wherever you're listening or watching this show. Because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us. And, 